Garcia, who is most recently the author of Bad, Bad, Bad. Jesus, how are you doing? I am doing fine. Thank you for having me here. The, the, the question I have, first and foremost, is... is Jesus, is that your real name? Uh, well, I don't know if I'm allowed to answer that. Uh, is is I, Green a surname that you have gone by? Do you have a criminal record? I will, all I will say is that the author of the novel and the protagonist of the novel are not the same people. Yes. Well, some might call this, uh, a reader who doesn't know you, might suggest that this is narcissism or wish fulfillment because this... Jag in the novel has lots of sex. Does he really, though? Yeah. Well, well, you know, that's, I mean, if you look at the kind of sexual encounter, he has a lot of sexual encounters. I don't know if he has a lot of sex, you know, like, or does he have a lot of intimacy? Well, he certainly uh, gets lucky <laughs> in some sense. <laughs> does he get course. lucky? Unless you're, right, you're talking right. about unreliable narration. Unreliable there's, orgasmic narration, meaning all of the, uh, the the times that he blows are he's not necessarily blowing. Is that what you're suggesting? Well, you know, I think if you go through and you track the sex after his relationship with the Shannon flame, which is what I yep. think kind of a romantic thing, um, after that he doesn't really get fulfilled. His job is to service women. Yes. And he does that in a selfless way, but the question is always at what cost to himself? And if you actually look at, you know, if you're talking about if um, if certain amount of um, gratification comes from, uh, you know, sexual connection, I don't think he has much connection after the Shannon character. So I wouldn't yeah. say he's getting lucky. I would say he's... He's, uh... He hasn't actually altered his existence in order to enjoy these superficial moments, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he's, yeah, I think he's way more, um... I think, I, you know, well, I'm not sure, I don't, I just don't think that he is, I don't think he's got satisfaction there. Whereas myself, personally, in the relationships I've had in my life, I, I'm not like him, because I've actually had a lot of long-term relationships. And I... And usually they're much more about intimacy than kind of fling stuff. However, I did do some research to prepare for this book after yes, I Yes, I was going to ask, I, did you sleep with anybody to I, I had recently, positions? Well, I, was in, I was in a long-term long relationship, um, eight years or so. It ended. I was single basically for the first time since like freshman year in high school, with like the exception of a dry spell in sophomore year. Yeah. I had a lot of back-to-back monogamous relationship you know, yes. relatively monogamous relationships and uh and then i was single and i was like oh wow so i dated and i never even used that term before and i started dating and i would and doing these online social networks dating sites uh, and i was just being trying to be super open and to what anybody was interested in just to kind of see what would come back and what kind of situations I would get in and who I would meet. I, I see. So, so, so that so. was a lot of the research for the book. And I would I'll tell you everything in the book. 99% <laughs> of the stuff in the book is either true to fact from personal experience, stuff, or observational I, stuff, experience. stuff I read or, or things people told me. Okay. All people told, but not observing. You didn't like oh, go well, to I'm any not, orgies. You nah, didn't actually I'm not see really anything. an orgy yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Except there was actually, there was, yeah, there was this, there was this one time that was kind of influential, I think, on my thinking of the book. There was this time where I was, it wasn't, in, it didn't end up being in the book, but I think the idea was there. There was this party I went to, and they had these people who were doing, like, the furry thing, yeah. and they were dressed up, and, and it was the first time I'd ever experienced that, like, you know, in person. I was like, yeah. oh, what is this? This is really, this is really unusual. And there was this, there was this girl there, and, or a woman there, and all these guys were, like, kind of foaming on her and touching her and caressing her and all this stuff. 
And it, it wasn't an orgy per se, but it was like this, th and there were two of them, and it, two of these women, and, and but it was like it was like this kind of female worship thing, and it was pretty fascinating, and it was also around this role play furry culture that was there. So that was very unusual. That's not really my thing personally, um, and neither is Jag's thing. Jag's thing is not my thing personally, though it does come out of some um, definitely some past ideas of this idea of like wanting to. You know, wanting wanting to wanting to help, uh, you know, be what wanting to be what individuals wanting to be there for people in the way that they need you to be there, and then, but but then, you know, what does that do for you if you're not getting any reciprocation? Yeah, and then you know, so. this 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 may explain. I mean, I was I must confess a little disappointed. Jag starts <laughs> off as this. Really, because hey, you're a pervert. I'm, no, 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 no. I am a pervert. I am a pervert, and I and I have gone to sex parties <laughs> See, in a previous right. life. But, yeah, yeah. but Jag, he mm -hmm. starts off being this sort of working class kind of guy, and he is willing to go to you know just about any extreme at the very beginning, or so it seems. And so I'm thinking, oh wow, this guy's going to be really intense, and then he becomes Mr. Nice Guy, and I was like, well, wait a minute. This is uh, this is a little bit uh, kind of uh, betraying its promise, and then we have near the end a very dark and twisted moment. So I'm yeah. I'm curious how you develop this modulation in tone for Jag. Uh, whether that that kind of um, oscillation was there in the early draft, or yeah. how, how did this come about? Well, hmm. or was I, this way? Of well, no, I, yeah, I yeah. have a question for you about yeah. like the tone that you get from him at the beginning. You like right from the start. You thought is it to me? He seems like kind of broken and naive at the beginning. He is broken and naive, but I also get the sense that he's going to try to find himself uh, by you know all this pure escapades and then yeah, he yeah. proves to be like well instead of you know really pushing himself to the limit the, the big surprise is that he actually ends up being somewhat of a nice guy but in, yeah but uh, yeah yeah no no i think well yeah. i think because i think well okay so what's the question i guess the, well, the question <laughs> i have is is for jag um that modulation and tone where he sort of becomes increasingly where he go, moves into this this ethical you know he has to violate his ethical core this whole yeah, yeah. Uh, move towards violence um, was that uh, I suppose total arc there in place from the very beginning how did you I think work on this uh, structurally yeah yeah no I think it was that's what I think is fascinating let's see I think if I'm I I think that you Thinking what the book was, bad, bad, bad. Thinking what the, oh, yeah, pre no, the premise is. Oh, yeah, no, because I was thinking bad, bad, you had, bad. Yeah, see, yeah, a lot yeah, of people yeah, do that. Like, yeah, like yeah. there's an expectation. Yes. I, 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 well, you I named the book it, bad, bad, bad. Right, but for me, bad, bad, bad is a question. It's like, There what, was no question mark on the title. Well, it's implied. It's postmodern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I just, I feel like it's, I feel like it's a question. It's like, what is bad? Who is bad? What does that mean? What is bad behavior? Um, what's the, what is right and wrong? What is sexual morality? Is there such a thing as sexual morality? Self-destruction, you know, who are we from the outside to judge other people's actions um, as self-destructive, even if they appear that way, if, um, if it has some kind of redeeming value for them? So for me, that's where the badness comes in. It's not necessary. It's just like at surface level, ooh, he's doing bad things. But it's not, to me, that's no, no, no. not really the badness. I, I mean, when you repeat bad three times, right. there's a certain expectation, a certain sort of assumption that, oh, this guy's going to go into sort of Herbert Selby <laughs> territory or, or something like that. No, and granted, I like the book. I like what it was, but I was like, I was like, Wait a minute! This isn't really bad, bad, bad. It's about and a guy I've, who's, and I've, you know, I've had that. I've had that. I've heard it's, that. It's not, I mean, 
obviously was this was this the, the only title you can come up with? Was there other titles? Well, like, it was like like good, bad, good, or good, okay. <laughs> Well, again, for um, me, it's a question. It's a book about, it's like about judgment or yeah. non-judgment based on the reader's judgment of the character in the book as well as the character and the other characters in the book. Like maybe Jag's not necessarily the bad one. What about like TikTok Clock, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like she does that. Like, she, I mean, I don't know how much we want to give away, but she has some, well, actually that story is in uh, uh, issue number eight of Monkey Bicycle magazine. Um, it's, it's pretty... Uh, I mean, her thing to me is is kind of the most challenging morally issue. Like, you know, I want to be non-judgmental, and people can do whatever they want to do yep. as long as it doesn't hurt others. But wow, I mean, what she wants to do is so over the top, and what she requests of him is so over the top that I, you know, I don't know, I don't know. So, okay, back to your thing. What I've heard from people, and mostly people like in like New York, San Francisco, L.A., they don't. You know, there's a more openness, there's more experience, there's yeah. more cultural experience. Yeah. There's a lot of that in in those places, especially in other parts of the country, obviously. But, um, you know, this idea that what, you know, what is bad, how bad is bad. I mean, I, I read Irvin Welsh's Filth before this book, right? Yes. And I've read other stuff. And, I, and, you know, and I read a lot of, um, you know, like, I don't know what you would call it, erotic literature from Desaad, Mary Gateskill, yeah, yeah. you know, Henry Miller, all this kind of stuff. And I used and you know, I, I knew for me it was much more about the moral challenges that the protagonist goes through, the idea of handling how do you handle being compassionate and non judgmental in a situation where you're trying to give to others but don't know yourself. Yes, and to me, that can get super bad, like for yourself. Um, it, but Superbad was unfortunately taken. You say again? Superbad was already taken as a title. <laughs> exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Um, I, you know, as far as and, the and by the way, yeah, not really a lot that they really did <laughs> compared to your. Oh no, character. totally, yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so I, you have to, you have to settle for bad, bad, bad. They have to settle for super bad. You know, I think of it like as almost a childish thing. Like it's bad, bad, bad. You yeah. know, like stop yeah. that. And what I think, what what I tried to do, what I was hoping is that as there's the downward spiral and the progression and the degeneration. It's, it takes the reader along as well, where you're, okay, you're going to be non-judgmental because he's being non-judgmental, hopefully. And then you're going, oh, this isn't bad enough. This isn't bad at all. There's other people who think like the, um, the fisting scene earlier on yeah. that was really kind of a loving fisting scene, if you can imagine such I, a thing, right, with thought, Shannon, right? That, but for a lot of people, they can't even read past that because they just, they can't even, yeah. they don't want to see that. They wouldn't want to experience it themselves. And so everybody has different thresholds. Yeah. And so that's why... Um, I'm, I, you know, I'm happy to have that conversation with anybody about, oh, it's too bad, not well, bad enough. I won't let my dad read it. I mean, you know, here's the thing. I mean, I think perhaps I was identifying something totally, like the fisting scene. Mm -hmm. I felt that totally it was just presented as, as, as perfectly normal. So therefore, I, I didn't feel, I didn't, as a reader, I just didn't feel judgmental of Jag yeah, or, yeah. His, or his flings. Um, and then after that, it, it starts to kind of become... Um, I suppose relatively tame. He starts to get into this. What I wanted to talk about you uh, with you as well with Bebe, this odd documentation. Uh, Say again. This, the documentation aspects with Bebe, where you have like the list of JPEGs that they take, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you have all this running commentary and describing what it is. There's another bit where 
uh, you have a slideshow, right, right, and you're describing, you know, you almost, uh, you know, Jag is almost a sort of like, you know, <laughs> grandfatherly, if you will. Really? <laughs> I, I, I suppose. Um, if he were a grandfather. That's I mean, funny. Does, but I, I, I was curious about this because um, I'm not certain if it contributed so much to Jag's downward spiral, but it did contribute to him uh, in ter terms of his character. Yeah. And I'm wondering um, how this came about. Do you think that contemporary fiction is really just not cutting the mustard when it comes to documenting how we use technology and the like? Or? Well, I don't want to, I definitely don't want to be like, yes, now let me speak on contemporary <laughs> literature and I will, or, I will or, or have fuck, the, fuck contemporary the, the definition or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, I just don't, I don't know that I, I'm in a position to say that, but I definitely, well, you, you, were calling, you were calling Mary Gates skill erotic, so I figured you... <laughs> oh, well, you know, yeah. I mean, she's one of the first people I yes. read back in the 80s, I sure. think, that was doing that stuff yeah. in that way. Um, you know, Am Holmes, Jen Jeanette Winterson actually was, she was like one of my all time top, most read writers, you know, and she, I like the way she would handle sexuality with a kind of mythical kind of framework or something like that. Not that I did that, but um, so, okay, so I'm like, I don't know about what contemporary literature does. I know what my interests are for contemporary literature and, and I feel like you can't, I guess you could, I mean, you could do whatever you want, but you, for me, I think it makes sense if you're if you're if you're placing something in a kind of contemporary time frame, you can't not have the technology in there yeah. because it's how we communicate. And for me, so much of the book is about this idea of e intimacy. What does intimacy look like in electronic culture? Yes. How do we do it? How do we connect? How do we miss? How do we misfire? How do we how do we miscommunicate constantly? What are we gunning for in that stuff? Is it even possible to get close to somebody? When all we do, you know, we're we're like sitting here having a conversation um, with some people. I mean, on this tour, I've been I've been touring all over the country, hanging out with a lot of different people, all kinds of age ranges. I'll go out with people who are in their like you know under 30s, and a group of people, they're all friends. Instead of hanging out like everybody sits around, they all start chatting with each other. They'll like actually break out their phones. Oh yeah. But to like text and and uh, Facebook update and Twitter about what they're doing with their other friends who aren't there in some ways to like make them jealous. Like, no, oh, no, you no. should be here. And there are some parties I refuse to go to if I know that that person's going to tweet my appearance. Yeah, like, you know? What is that? It's I like, mean, yeah, what does that I, I mean? can't. I you know? can't stand. I don't even understand why that my presence would matter. See, <laughs> and that's what I mean. Yeah, so you know what for I mean? me, yeah. the badness of the book is not even necessarily the sexuality. Yeah. It's the humanity. Yes. It's like, how are we human, and what ways are we not human? And um, and so, yeah, I think the technology is hugely important um, because it just it, it interfaces. We well, interface with it constantly. That I understand. Yeah. And and I understand why any novel depicting our times yeah. must, That's, as a matter of course, also depict technology. What to. I'm talking about is the way that you have these little. Um, you have this almost documentation approach to the JPEGs and to the slideshow yeah, yeah, yeah. that goes even beyond like the chat sessions. We we would accept the chat session. Uh, I mean, I think I think we've reached a point where chat sessions are de rigueur in uh, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in novels. But what's not so much is this whole uh, description thing. And and I and I. And I was curious about how that was devised and why you felt the need to encourage and why that really spells out Jag's character. Yeah, for, well, for that one, hmm, okay. I guess the first question is why do that? I wanted to do that because I think, again, that's how we communicate. Like, um, I just went to this party. Come on, check out my pictures. And yeah. then they show you the pictures and they tell you the stories while they're showing you the pictures. Your friends will do that. Sure. So, uh, 
in when he's writing this document from the position that he's writing this this document this is a first person narrated story you know a little bit about well stuff that's happened in the last few months and so it's like he's kind of been living in a blur doesn't really well there's a certain level you're talking about unreliable narrator right and there's a yeah. certain level of that there's a certain level of delusion there's a certain level of his own narcissism not mine his uh there's <laughs> there's there's um so you don't know, right? Where he's, you don't, you don't totally know. There's little tweaky things going on throughout, and then at the end, hopefully, there's a little bit of the upending of the whole thing, maybe, depending on how you read it. Um, and so, but for me, it was really like he doesn't, he doesn't have a memory that exists outside of the pictures of that, and then he can tell that story however he chooses to tell it, like a revisionist history, yeah. because the only thing that exists is are these pictures. And so, and then he can explain what those pictures mean to to tell the story in a way that hopefully, maybe for him, um, creates a sympathetic audience, right? Yes. So that's what I think that was about. And also, I wanted to depict how um, how there's a remove um, from the story. And I also just wanted to play around with um, other structures of narrative, you yeah. know, of just like, okay, let's just let's just do some. Bam! Here's a flat. Here's a flash of a picture. Bam! Here's a flash of a picture, and let those pictures tell the story rather than this continuous him just telling the story. Or maybe it has something to do with the fact that he can't actually describe it. He requires the pictures. Oh yeah, that's as what context. I mean. It yeah, does. Yeah, exactly. it doesn't. It doesn't that, exist that, outside of the photographs. Just as he's in denial about like, well, I'm not a violent person. Exactly. Or I'm not willing to. He's also. You're saying that pictures almost serve as a as another form of pornography. For sure. Think I mean, about you know, Facebook. That, that you know this actually, and I'm glad you brought brought up Facebook yeah. because this little commentary on JPEGs is interesting to me because it's something that isn't it's 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 nothing that, that you can actually align to Facebook or even Google Plus now recently yeah. or Tumblr. It's something that, you know, he specifically has the file name and this commentary that's yeah. that's not even really blog like. It's more sort of there's a, a vague attempt to do a prose style to it, which yeah. which is which I found really interesting and also um, awe media player doesn't right. exist. Right. So I, I'm curious why you felt the best way to tackle our relationship to online culture was through the invention of a of a non-existent medium or a, or a non-existent interface. You know what I mean? With yeah. the all media player, yeah, with, with AWE, AWE, AWE media instead player. of like say you know real media or VLC or right or, or iPod or, or, or iPad matter, or this, this JPEG plus commentary format, which is totally his own in Europe. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, the all media player. Well, you know, I, people have asked me about this thing about like you know why am I mixing up um, real work? You know why why not YouTube? I don't yes. say YouTube, but I say this all media player. Yeah. Um, and and like, why am I mixing up like? And then, but at the very beginning, it starts out kind of with a, a, a subversion of kind of high literary norms by by what throwing in like a Whopper and cheese and Big yeah. Mac and cheese like right at the beginning, which yeah. you know is very unliterary, you know. And I I think I, I think I was I, what I think I was trying to do is is that. I, I wanted some reference points to uh, brand names, real things we know, yeah. um, to ground it in, okay, yeah, this is a reality I know. But then I wanted to have some of these things that are bigger than that reality, like technology with a capital T-E, yeah. you know, C-H-N-O-L-O-G-Y. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and in doing that, I wanted to have uh, a, a satirical 
I guess, sure. title that kind of encompasses a bigger, a bigger thing. So I, I think, know, I, I don't know if it's satirical though. Well, I, I think it's, it's I mean, satire. Not the I mean, right it's, word. it's, it's, it's maybe it's, it's a, it's a pointed reflection that he's, that he is possibly inventing this simulacrum on top of simulacrum, or yeah, um, yeah, you, you could, know, I can see that. Or it's just as mythical or fantastical as fallen angels. I mean, that you're trying to that, put on the yeah, same yeah. footing. Yeah, see, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like the technology as mythology. Sure. And 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 a, and a kind of a dark, mysterious mythology, but one we also all know and live all the time. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think that makes sense. I think that's I think that's what that is. And then the JPEG thing, I think again, it's like somebody was giving me a hard time about this recently. Saying, well, nobody talks like that. Nobody calls them JPEGs. Well, I'm like, maybe not. But but he does because. It's like it's a it's a it's it's like it's like tech as disembodied human and tech as interface that disembodies the human. How about yes. that? That makes sense, I think. And I think that's I think that's what that's about. And I think that we do it all the time. We might not call them JPEGs, but we live off of them. Sure. How many people go around taking pictures constantly? Post those pictures up to you know, here. Okay, I've been at parties, right? Or I've been out with people. Or and, any major event. Oh, totally. Yeah, major like, like a major historical you event. You got to see these you gotta, pictures. With, oh, yeah, exactly. Totally, right? Yeah. So, uh, but even like a major event, yeah, it's like I was here, check this yeah. out, now I exist because I posted it on YouTube and everybody can know that I did this. There, but then what about like the parties or people hanging out? I've been out with people who are like kind of glum looking, not really having a good time. Somebody's going to break out a camera to document, oh, we're at this party. Everybody puts on a smile and they all know how to smile really well for the camera. Take this picture. And then there's this smiling picture that documents the event as, oh, we can look back on this. We were out at this great club and look at what a good time we were having. But then once the camera's off, they're back to looking glum and not really having a good time. So what's the, what's the reality? There is no reality outside of the JPEG. For one, nobody has time for introspection or to actually you know, think about why am I at this party? Why am I at this club? What am I doing here? What do I want to do? What do I really want to be doing? Um, how do I really want to be interacting with people? But you know, it's now going to be on Facebook or it's now going to be on YouTube. Therefore, it exists. There there's my like it's like everybody has their own personal mythology they're developing or something like that and it's all through technology or it's the Susan Sontag idea to live is to be photographed you know there you I go. mean that's See, basically it goes back what it even is. before well yeah. but that was well, a technology actually, that was though, like right? the, the Abu Ghraib essay you know regarding okay. torture of others so, yeah, oh, right, yeah, exactly yeah, 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 yeah. exactly yes and that was yeah I remember reading that that's probably right around the time I was first drafting this thing yeah well the reverend says charity starts with forgiveness, yet yeah. he's also highly judgmental. He's yeah. not quite a megachurch, but he's close to getting there. He wants and, to be a megachurch. He, he wants yeah. to be a megachurch. Yeah. Was there any specific branch of Christianity that you were using to base off of the first church? Or? Well, first church of the church before church. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, the, it's the ultimate. The, it is the only the, church. Yeah. <laughs> it is the church. Um, it's sort of like all those restaurants that insist that they have the world's greatest hamburger or the world's greatest taco exactly. or the best burrito in the city. And I kind well, of thought, I mean, yeah, yeah. Don't first all, church. Don't all holy rollers <laughs> believe that they are holy rolling the most yeah. and, that, and that like they are the church? So I, yeah, not anyone in particular. I mean, I came, I came up Catholic, but I don't know. Uh-huh. I had a feeling. I, but I don't know that anybody's... I don't know that the, the Catholics who are very fundamentalist Catholic or evangelical Catholic are that much different from whatever, the Mormons who do their thing or the, just the fundamentalist New Testament Christians who do their thing. And I don't really even know all the, like, the separate branches, but I'm having great conversations on the road with people. <laughs> A lot of people reared in the church in yeah. like, um, Indiana and, and some other places. And I mean, I've talked with people who are... Uh, you know, gonna be. I mean, Kyle Miner's great writer. He was gonna be a preacher. You yeah. know, I mean, there's just a lot of that, like people breaking away from the church and turning to the arts. And 
Uh, so I don't know. For me, it wasn't one church, but the, but the but the place, the the air. Well, it wasn't one church, but it was or one type of um, religion or denomination. It's an all-purpose denomination. It's an all-purpose man. denomination for fundamentalist Christianity of whatever version you want it to be. But the place. Uh, Gethsemane, where it's where it takes place, is modeled for me uh, in my mind after um, where Bob Jones University is in uh, was it Greenville, South Carolina. Yeah. And so it's like my version of what I think it would be like living there. And I interviewed some people who live there as well, just because Bob Jones is like a, a very fundamentalist. Um, you know, they 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 grow preachers out of there, right? Yeah. And. And, so and it was the nearest place to where you were at the time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah. that for me is like Bliss U University. Bliss. How so many like people the, did you interview? Oh, I don't know. When I, I was on OK Cupid, and I was like, um, you know, interviewing, and that's where I meet up. Wait, you, you were actually meeting up with them on OK Cupid to oh, interview? Oh, well, I talked to them. I do email. We we do chats and stuff. Oh, okay. So like, I'd be like, oh, I just that's from, a very strange form. To I'm contact. like, so you're from yeah. Greenville, South Carolina, you know? And so I'm like, oh, hey, you know, so, I'm ready to so you were you were gonna you were gonna both interview them and date them? Well, not from there. That's too far away from <laughs> I mean, where I live. But but I was but I was just meeting people from all just, over the country, asking questions. You just, know? Okay. Why not like you know. Google chat or something like that or Gmail. Well, but I, I'd have to know people in yeah, advance. Yeah. This is meeting strangers. So I'm meeting total strangers from other parts of the country. I, can't, I haven't heard of any writers who used OkCupid for research like this. That's, well, you know, that's very interesting. I'm special. I mean, well, no, no, <laughs> but I mean, did people feel uncomfortable because no. they're actually like, you know, there's a dating it's site? A da- well, but that was the thing though. I was dating and I was doing my dating <laughs> it research. Per- it was a one-stop shopping it's site. Exactly, one-stop <laughs> shopping. Research for my novel and hey, and you want to go out? Little, you know? <laughs> Yeah, so Did they ever kind of could you so, confuse the two? Or? Oh, the whole thing is confusing, man. Especially now that I've written these stories, it's like it's hard. I don't. Rem- it's hard for me to remember now the original people yeah. versus the fictionalized composite characters, and I can't really. I have yeah. like Shannon is based on a person, and but I don't remember the person. I remember the person, but I don't remember the person as clearly as I remember the Shannon character. Like the the character has. Um, taken over in my mind the the actual person and so that's pretty strange <laughs> you know i don't know i guess that's what happens when you when you're writing based on some things you've experienced you know at one point you have jag write of shannon her desires were challenging forced restraints flagellation unlubed sodomy but the way we came together was lovemaking for outsiders who might protest the legitimacy of such phrasing i direct them to shannon's own words thank you so much for sharing your love with me that is very much like how someone would approach the Bible for a literal reading, yes. Oh, I mean, nice. it's very it's very close to religion, and I and I I'm like curious that, yeah. as to um, how much that might have been weighing in your mind in terms of Jags. No, I wanted that uh, conflation. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. No, totally. That's what I wanted. I mean, I wanted the conflation of the the language and the, the emotional content and the um, philosophical uh, grounding of religion. Yeah. In the you know in the same way with the 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 interactivity of sexuality among the the different personalities and the different ways that people do that yeah that's what I was trying to do and 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 the thing with like the fallen angels on one end and the first church on the other end but how like they both think that they they both proselytize and they both think that they're hipper than thou and they're both hypocrites so there's a lot more um there's there's a lot more they're the more the same than they are different I think and um. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's, uh, that, that, yeah, for me, sex and religion, hand in hand, you know. I, I was going to ask you, Good Charlotte, 
reminded me very much for some reason of Sister Bessie from Erskine Caldwell's Tobacco Road. Have you read that? I don't know that one. Oh no. man, it's 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 a it's a wild book. I mean, even 80 years later, people still get pissed off about that book because uh, of the way it really fucks with the reader's head and gets the reader to confront uh, her prejudices about you know the oh, big I love, poverty. You I should, love that. Yeah, yeah I mean, that sounds really good. Um, write that down. Were there any, aside from, from you know, what you've mentioned, were there any other uh, specific figures that uh, you based the religious characters on? Or ah, hmm. Any, 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 uh, any literary... Uh, no, no, not at all. Pretty much everything came from reality. Yeah, imagination, reality, yes. um, combo yes. platters, yeah. Good Charlotte, I don't know, it's funny, Good Charlotte, I remember when I had the first draft and was sharing it around with people, everybody loved Good Charlotte. Yeah. Like they wanted more between Good Charlotte and everybody wants Jag to get with Good Charlotte. And, yeah, and, uh, I did too. Everybody does. <laughs> so I got, in the earlier drafts, they didn't even get as close together as they do now. And so I brought it closer together, but I didn't want it to go all the way because I wanted it to be this thing that's always there, you know, whereas if it go all the way and then it's already been done that changes the dynamic so yeah but I don't think anybody was based on anything that I can think of this brings up an interesting question I mean if you have readers who were desiring certain things yeah, yeah. I mean what did you do to give them what they want what did you do to not give them what they want yeah well it yeah. was just yeah early you know because after I, I mean I knew what I wanted to do with this 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 novel but I um and then when I finished it I wasn't sure what I had necessarily if that makes any sense. Yeah, like I yeah. knew what I wanted to do, I knew what I did, but I still didn't know what I had. And so, um, you know, I had different people read it and give me some just different, just whatever feedback they had. These weren't even necessarily writers. These are just people and uh, friends. And uh, that was the only, I mean, there were some different things. There's like a, one was the good Charlotte. People wanted more good Charlotte and Jag kind of sexually. So I played that up a little bit more and it made sense too. Um, one was the very last scene that gets violent and uh, a friend of mine who's a screenwriter was like, that's like, you know, the, the, the key, you're leading up to this thing, you've got to give me more. But I still wanted it to be really tight and concise, so I expanded it a little bit, but I still kept that. And then another key one that I remember is there's this time... Uh, if you'll remember as like there's this whole stretch of like a, a number of pages where Jag has like he's like thinks he's like he's like the total man he's got a million women on the hook and he's got all these dates planned and he starts going into like a spreadsheet type of narrative right he's like on this day blah 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 happened and this day this happened in the evening in the morning and it, it goes on like that for a number of pages and for me what I wanted was this this like have this very a lot of momentum in the narrative to like plow it forward like this frenzy a boom 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 but I also wanted it disembodied by the technology yeah. so it was so I wanted it to just be like you know Friday this day texted voicemail nobody answered the message you know like that and just like boom 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 like that and I went through a bunch of different ways of writing that to get across I don't know if it, I, I hope it gets across that way but to get it across the way I wanted it to get across because I, I knew what I wanted to do with it with the technological interface and like the kind of frenzy of activity and yet the lack of connection and yet different people would read it and I'm like so what about this part of what are you feeling there and like you know at first it was too technical and it was overwhelming and people didn't 
there, there, were, there were different things missing at different times as I kept revising it. So I just kept revising it, revising it, revising it, and trying to layer the combination of tech language, disembodied language, um, a kind of a listing type of thing, but then keeping a narrative, keeping uh, a level of the characters still in there and he's still having interactions with people. And so I broke it up and put in a couple of scenes where there's dialogue with some people within the whole thing rather than just a pummeling of a list that goes on for like 25 pages or whatever it was and so I don't know I think it's there I think it's there I hope it's there now yeah. but yeah that's what I was trying so those are like three that I remember that actually changing based on people's reactions this early technical draft that you're yeah, talking yeah. about I mean I actually wondered when I was reading this oh was he competing with the rapid changes in technology trying to get the thing wrapped up you know trying to get this book I mean did, was this a problem for you because I mean there are blogs in this there's there's this really um, dramatic scene where the server goes down oh, and yeah, Jag yeah. has to actually go ahead and salvage it and it reminded me very much of the way an IT guy in perhaps 2003 right. <laughs> so I have to ask if, if the lag time and technological advancement was an issue in, in writing this, or, well, or or does it actually? Are you meant to sort of have this sort of a timeless quality any time during the last ten years? It well, could be said. I mean, you know, some people have a problem with it. Um, yeah, you know, I that, that was an issue. Yeah, I wasn't sure how to resolve that issue because technology is changing all the sure. time so there wasn't an, a way to make it like up to the minute that wouldn't make sense yeah um that's why i kept the myspace reference in sure. there um you know somebody was wailing on me about that saying oh it was stupid and it was wrong and what is this now it's like way back when but so i felt like the, at least the myspace reference could refer back to okay maybe 2008 or something which is the time when there was an election going on that was like a pretty heavy election um or it could be now, and it's kind of got a skeezy feel to it, you yeah. know? So I don't really care. Plus, I like the way the sound of the thing was when the MySpace reference was there. It had to do with sonic quality. Um, the technological stuff, the only, you know, it was... I guess what I did from, from early draft to the final draft was just the way that I used the tech language. Like, uh, I mean, you know, it's kind of funny because I feel like I'm, I try to be like a cultural observer... And, and I'm part of the culture, but at the same time, I only got my first legit cell phone for this tour. I heard this, you know? yes. Yeah. So, and I only got on Facebook and Twitter a couple years ago um, when I knew that I was going to have to get out there in the writing community because I wanted to get this book out there. Yeah. So I never did that stuff just for pleasure or just as like a um, person who does it. Uh, I did it coming out, kind of came out as whatever. I'm this writer, artist guy. This is what I do. And then I got into these different writing communities, I think, and um, you know, made friends with these people, which has been amazing. Um, so I was writing about social, quote unquote, social networks, but from the dating network idea, you know? And, you know, could have written this book from the social network side, which would have been a different thing. Um, so in a lot of ways, I think it is a little bit of an older style techno, you know, a few years back when dating or I think it's, I mean, you're dealing with a guy who's having difficulties getting by financially, so yeah. it makes sense that he would retreat to the more rudimentary, atavistic forms of the internet, you know? See, I like yeah. that too. See, I feel like yeah. you can read it different ways. It depends on how you want to come with it. Yeah, I, like, exactly. I mean, I'd love it for be, to be timeless-like because yeah. I think the, the, the communication issues, the issues of um, how we connect... And the complication and the confluence of religion and sex and 
and you know contemporary culture ways of communicating self-destruction I think those are timeless you well know? for that matter a guy who is running a church website first of all <laughs> who has managed to convince a church to hire him to be a webmaster um, even chances when he doesn't are, know our yeah, 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 technology yeah exactly <laughs> um, chances are that they're probably using the finest computers that 2003 had to offer <laughs> exactly. you know so it would totally it did actually make sense as well um that's good. I'm glad. I mean, that's the thing. It depends on like who you are and how open you are yeah. to like wanting to read the book for the way it's written and 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 what does the book tell you it's about, rather than going in with, oh well, this is wrong because of this or that. I mean, yeah, you can do that, but the, the only criticism I've heard on that front are from people who read it like that. Sure. Other people are like, oh, this is kind of interesting because of this, and oh, maybe it could be this way or maybe it could be that way, and that's I think that's the way to read anything, you know. You are touring on this book. For two months straight, I, I mean, in a way that I just don't see from a, a small press book of this type, is this really having any traction in terms of selling books? I mean, of course you're going to meet people along the way. I mean, and you have had support from Electric Literature running your, your travel entries, but I'm wondering, you know, if if this sort of really, you know, huge financial and time sink is really the only way to, to, to get people interested in off-the-beaten-track books like this. Well, I mean, has there been, I mean, has I, there really been I don't, success on this? I don't know. I don't know about only way. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I don't, like, okay, the, the Kevin Smokler, you know Kevin Smokler? Yeah. Kevin Smokler and I were having a conversation before I split, and he was talking to me, he was like, well, what would be successful? What would make this tour successful? Nice and, impression of Smokler. And, yeah, what would be successful? Yeah. Yeah, what would be successful? He and I used to live, like, you know, like, five minutes away oh, from each other. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and he was like, well, what, you know, you need to have defined goals about what's going to make this successful for you going in, so that way you know if it felt successful getting out or something like that, right? And I was like, all right, well, I don't know. I mean, I was used to San Francisco literary events where there's like 80 to 100 people at every single one of these things. And it's raucous crowd and it's wild and it's super fun and crazy performances. It's not like that in other parts of the country. And um, so what I thought was going to be the, 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 the line of success, I immediately revised once I got out on the road because it's just not the way it is. So what I've decided, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've sold some books and I've sold yeah. some albums and I've sold some, some of the film. Um, I mean, everywhere, every, everything I've done, I've sold some stuff, which is cool, uh, but not a ton. Yeah. You know, but there's, but there's a, but, but, but in doing, just kind of keeping the momentum going and kind of being out there and then doing the tour blog stuff for electric literature and then having reviews come out. I mean, it's like if I go, if I go do a show somewhere and then I meet somebody and then they want to review the book or I go somewhere and then somebody who's going to write about the book sees me live, then they might want to review the book more. It's like, there's like this residual thing going on or I go and do a show and then um, people like it and then they tell their friends and then they go buy the books on Amazon. So like, there's like a, there is, I definitely, I can definitely pinpoint those kinds of connections, you know, that I personally know about. And then of course there's going to be stuff that I'm not going to like know about. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't know. It's not like it's, it, it's not like any way it would, cause I mean, you know, about books, you know, I, I have a really good deal with my publisher. It's like a 50% split, Yeah. which almost nobody gets. Yeah. But even that, sounds after very the, uh, Kindle-like. But even, but even that, <laughs> yeah. after the cost of the book, and I'm selling books cheaper on the road because I just think that's cooler to do. Plus, people get special limited edition con condom edition yeah. books. They get the condom in the book, so that's kind of a fun thing. Um, but I'm selling them for ten bucks instead of fifteen bucks, which is the retail price. But out of that, given the given the cost of what the book is, you know, I get like two dollars and some change on every book that's sold. Yeah. So to break even on the tour, I'd have to sell like more than a thousand books. 
that's not going to happen yeah. on this right now, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so it's not like I, it's not going to be like that. It's like, I'm just, uh, my thing at this point is to, you know, bring the art to the people, do this, do these, do these kind of literary performances that in some ways are, are different than kind of just now I'm going to read from my book of poems and, you know, get up there and yeah. just read something and, and, and meet up with some amazing people and, and check out literary scenes around the country. Sure. So it's like, you know, so it's this combo of all these different things. And so it's a success to me because I'm, at, because I'm doing it and because it's like... The shows are really amazing, and and I've been meeting some amazing people. Um, and then financially, it's like you know whatever. It's, I think of it as a performance vacation. Sure, but on the other hand, we are only talking about one book. If you're spending so much of your time touring for something, um, you know, if it were me, I would actually be I would devote enough time to actually get a second book out so you can come back next year and do the same thing. And then as a result, these people remember you. I mean, you're, you're counting, it seems, on limited editions. You're counting on performance, and that's great. Right. But, but when people tire of that book, you know, and they're going to want another one from you, well, how do I have you another, back to that? I have another. Well, that, we, I've been talking about this with a lot of people yeah. um, about, like, you know, writing time, right? And uh, because of all the kind of whatever the tour blog stuff and the, and the social networking and I'm and I you know I'm booking all these shows myself I'm doing the, the all the marketing PR stuff myself I'm like a production company a marketing company and a booking company all at the same time plus doing the performance it's crazy you know um, it, it's you know there's not enough time in the day but the, the good thing on what you're talking about is I have another novel already finished okay I have to revise it yeah I know what I want to do to revise it and um, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool uh, but you know I when I get back from the tour I'm gonna create an audiobook of this book um, of bad 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 and then I'm gonna put out a, an electronic book of that um, so I still have those things to do so I think I was just talking about this with MG uh, I'm gonna I think you know beginning of the year January I'm gonna start revising the other novel so that's my that's my plan on as far as getting the second book out there but I want this one to have legs for a while you know? well sure I understand yeah. but you're talking about like a two-year cycle and in an age where people want their ebooks now oh, they yeah, want yeah. things instantly yeah, I yeah. mean that's a long time but unfortunately because of the way the publishing industry works everybody has to you know wait 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 hurry up and wait and all this now this this does get you some interest but um, you know I, I'm, I'm a little sort of well, like, who uh, skeptical out, who about... Who puts out books every year, though? Yes. Like, you know, unless you're like J.A. Tyler, like this guy, he's written like a dozen books or something. Like, he's got like, I mean, he in like a really short amount of time. And he's got all these, you know, there's, there, you know, Blake Butler had a bunch of stuff written. Now it's all coming out. Yeah. You know, so it can come out more back to back. Like, yeah. his sleep book is coming pretty fast on the heels of There Is yeah. No Year. Yeah. Um... You know, most people, I mean, Richard Powers, how often does he put out books? Once every four years? Once every, Not that I'm Richard Powers. Yeah. But, but, you know. Once every three years. He's actually pretty quick for, 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 for his, that kind of book. His yeah. books are <laughs> out of control. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He also sits in bed and dictates his books to, a, yeah. to a, like a robot or something, I heard. So, um, you know, I don't know. I, I, my, right now, my concern is just to do this book justice because, you know, you know how it is. I, if I just put it out and didn't do something to differentiate, 
nobody would even know about it because it yeah. just because there's a million books. I mean, how many books? There's like fifty thousand books are put out by like quote unquote legit presses, and then like seven hundred fifty thousand books are put out by everybody else. That's like a, a mil, you know, there's a million books put out just in the United States alone every year. But but even <laughs> I, I gotta say though, I mean, even before we started the mics rolling, you were telling yeah. me, oh man, I'm dealing with. Uh, Kids who are like half my age, right? And uh, I've got to keep up with them, and I got to party with them, and I got to hang out with them. Oh, that's the a lot of yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, that's like different that, thing. That's you know, well, that's you're not going to have that stamina forever. Right? Oh, that's you're, just for the tour. That's yeah, just yeah, socializing yeah. on the road. You know, like yeah. I mean, you meet people. You spe- I mean, the cool thing is I'm staying. I'm I'm spending the night at a lot of people's houses of yeah. people I've only met on the internet. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting to me because on my okay Cupid? <laughs> no, these are not okay Cupid. These okay. are Twitter and Facebook. Okay. <laughs> and then literary blog. How do you check these people out to make sure they don't have an accident? Well, no, they're like they're. Well, they're, um, you know, these are people I've gotten to know over, like, the couple years I've been online, and, you know, it's pretty cool because I feel like I, my book is a little bit of an indictment of intimacy in electronic culture, but I feel at the same time I'm finding what I feel like are authentic connections and friendships with people through that same electronic culture that I criticize. Yeah. So I think, I think it's always a balance. I think they're, you know, it works and it doesn't work. Um, I think it's more interesting that these people let me into their houses you know, only knowing me as like the bad, bad, bad writer dude. Yeah. But you know, but I'm, but but I'm, but it's kind of safe enough because I'm kind of like a public figure, right? Because I'm out there and people know I'm doing this thing. What am I gonna do? You know, they, they know I stand and stay the night at my house. What am I gonna do? Steal their babies? You know? Yeah. It's like it doesn't. So I think they can track you down. Yeah, they're gonna do track me down. They'll know. They know. You can look on my Google map on the on the, on the <laughs> website to know where I'm going next. So I think it's all I think it's all cool because it's it's. Um, that would be a great promotion though. Stealing, stealing somebody's stealing, babies. Stealing somebody's babies. <laughs> And then have them go to the next stop on the tour to reclaim the baby. You could probably get some headlines that way. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, you know how I want to get. He- I shouldn't say. I have. I have. A, I have a thing. I have a little thing that I'm thinking about doing. That's like a way over the top promotional thing. So if it happens, you'll know. <laughs> but there was there was an author the other day who actually did this death metal version of his ba- of a bad Kirkus review. Did he really? On YouTube and it totally made the rounds. Oh, yeah, so I like that. Yeah. That sounds good. I should find that post. That, that uh, sounds like a good one to share. Is this the future literature uh, aligning it with uh, carnival barking? Like it is, man. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's like there's. I, well, at least for me, I feel like. And I, and I think it's fun to be like just this like, you know, circus freak show thing. Yeah. I think it's fun. And I think that I like the idea of doing literature, live literature, in a way that makes people look and go, what? I thought this was supposed to be a literary reading. Yeah. Or like, what? what? What is this? Like I, anything that makes people go, what is this? To me, is, is, a, good, is a good thing, is, 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 is positive. Because, you know getting people's faces to squish up like that is fun yeah and and it, and it whatever i mean not to like proselytize or whatever but i think when there's like a a place of discomfort yes there's a place for learning or there's a place for change and you know and i've had people say to me that like some of the stuff i do like the reverend character i do with the bullhorn that it's kind of inspirational and and stuff like that so that's great because i was inspired i was inspired by some of these performance poets uh mg martin andrew paul nelson paul corman roberts in san francisco and i saw these guys and i was like whoa you know they had their stuff memorized it was really it was hard hitting it was literate it was fun it's provocative i was like i could do that you know so i just then I started doing some of that, so I try to incorporate all that stuff. And then the music and the film, I do, I, you know, because I wanted to have different media that could reach people who pay attention to that media more than they might. I've had people at readings or at, um, like at readings, like they're like, oh, that was really cool, but I don't really read that much. I'll buy the CD. 
you know, or I'll buy the film. The film sounds really cool. So like, and that's the idea for me. It's all the same story kind of, but in different ways. And as long as the story's getting out there, then I'm happy because I just feel like I want to tell the story. I want people to whatever have the, I, I want people to have that conversation. I want people to have the conversation we're having about electronic intimacy, you know, about all these ideas. Uh, and I just, uh, and so this is just the best way I could come, come up with to do it, you know? And I don't have anybody bankrolling me like any kind of big press or anything. My publisher is very small. Sure. You know? Well, on that note, Jesus, thanks very much. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Oh, man, thank you. Good time. Thank you.